All the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in key words. For the segment, we're joined by Adam. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. <laughs> God, we love Fridays, don't we? I mean, you do. Yeah. I mean, I hope Friday's okay. Yeah, really? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Mediocre response. No, I did I did a whole spiel in the first hour uh, about how my weekend plans were scrapped and I oh, realized no. I don't I don't intend to sound like I don't appreciate my work week. I yeah. do. It's just yeah. that I think it's it's a very delicate balance between yeah. how much rest a person uh-huh. needs uh-huh. and how much work they need. Ah. ah. Let's jump into our keyword news portion this morning. As always, we'll try to clarify some of these headlines for you this morning. Here's our first pick of the day. Extra budget. The government has proposed another extra budget to fund another round of COVID-19 relief aid packages. So run us through the details. Yes, the government is planning to distribute about, uh, no, not about, but exactly 250,000 won to all members of the bottom 80% earning households. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the top 20%, I'm afraid, will be left out, Mm -hmm. although there will be some sort of incentive there for spending. Uh, The handouts would account for one third of the 33 trillion one extra budget that has been proposed. Uh, The stimulus would also aid vaccine purchases, job training and regional economies. The size of the budget was in line with the amount tipped by the ruling party earlier this week. Now, the handouts will be provided through credit or check cards uh, or debit cards and apply to all family members, allowing a four-person household to receive one million one. Mm-hmm. An additional one hundred one would be given in cash to roughly one hundred thousand one. Uh, one hundred thousand. Sorry, that's a tiny <laughs> amount. Right, right. One hundred thousand one. <laughs> roughly one hundred dollars. Thank you for that. Mm. <laughs> would be given in cash uh, to roughly three million citizens classified mm. as low earners. And that's not all, right? Because a portion of the budget is also to be allocated for right. small business owners too. Yes, that's right. Uh, three point nine trillion one will be used to compensate these small businesses that suffered from pandemic restrictions restrictions, and they still are. Uh, the extra budget, if passed, will be the sixth of its kind. Uh, six already? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> didn't seem that long ago that it, we had no. the kind of second or the third, did yeah. it? Uh, separately, the Mm-mm. statement showed the government intends to use two trillion won to repay debt as well. Mm-hmm. So that's probably to alleviate kind of the national debt concerns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that would lower the government's debt ratio to GDP for this year to 47.2% from 48. Two percent. I know that's very technical, but basically they're saying mm-hmm. they're going to pay off some debt with the money as well. All right. Let's turn our attention to this morning's COVID-19 coverage as well. This is our second keyword of the day. Vaccine against variants. So Moderna is claiming that its COVID-19 vaccine is effective against several variants of concern, including the Delta variant. This is according to its preliminary studies, but mm. it still seems to be very promising. What's the latest? Yeah, uh, mind you, this is results coming from a study conducted by the company. So obviously right. they're gonna, it's going to be um, favorable to them. So do sure. take it with a grain of salt. But the company said the results of its study were based on the blood serum of eight participants one week after they received the second dose of the vaccine. Uh, the data hasn't yet been peer-reviewed. Uh, the results, while promising, may not reflect how the vaccines actually perform in real-world scenarios against the variants. Mm. These are lab-setting studies. Uh, the study was released on the heels of another study, actually published Monday in the journal Nature, which found evidence that the vaccines, including the Pfizer and Moderna, these mRNA vaccines, mm-hmm. induce strong, persistent immunity to COVID-19. We mentioned this on the show before. Right, because it sounded convenient, like mm. if we could do without the booster shots. Right, exactly. Uh, now, the evidence suggests that many who have already received either vaccine may not need a booster shot, uh, mm-hmm. as you said, uh, as long as this coronavirus and its variants do not significantly evolve and, you know, render these vaccines ineffective, which there have been some concerns with. 
but apparently uh, the existing ones do mm. work. For now. For now, anyway. For now, yes. anyway. And, and, and each step of the way, we'll have to re-examine mm. and reconduct tests and yes. see where we stand. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in Korea, there are still concerns over vaccination slowing down, especially with varying cases on the rise mm. and the upcoming summer months. It was yeah. promised to be with more relaxed ra- regulations, right? Yeah, so this vaccination drive in Korea is slow to start off right. with and it picked up pace. And now it seems to be slowing down again a little sure. bit with a, a bit of shortage of supply. These no-show vaccines are basically no one can get make a reservation. It's right. pays, uh, basically virtually all, almost yeah, it's non-existent yeah it's yeah. basically impossible now. i mean most people showing up is a good thing but it also yeah. means that well the vaccination rate right uh now health officials are, are reportedly considering raising the distancing measures to level three in the capital area if infections mm. continue to rise we saw kind of a near 800 uh daily cases which was quite a scare uh, but the government remains confident that korea can reach herd immunity by the initial goal of November. Uh, the vaccination rate is currently at around 30%, and if the contracted doses come as scheduled into Korea, then that goal could be easily reached. The question is if and when. Now, experts are skeptical that enough doses will arrive in time to fight uh, the rise of the worrisome Delta variant, which is currently spreading worldwide, in fact. And so, therefore, the rest of the world will be in competition to try and get as many doses of vaccines as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government says 90 million doses will come in the third quarter, meaning uh, 50 million people would be inoculated by September. They're trying to, you know, um, pull forward this November deadline to the end of the third quarter. But as I said, yeah, there's going to be a lot of competition for vaccines and manufacturers can only make so much in a certain amount of time. Mm. So it basically depends on how much. There's a difference between having a contract with a company and, and actually getting, <laughs> getting the supply in yeah. the country. Right. It seems that patience is required for most of us. Right. And stay vigilant. Adhere to those antivirus measures. All right, on to our third keyword of the day. Energy surge. Korea is on a power alert as there has been a surge in energy consumption. Could it be the heat? What's the latest? It is uh, part of the issue, actually. It is kind of hotter than usual lately. And Mm. uh, also industrial activities have been recovering as well. So those are the main reasons for this surge. It's actually on a kind of a power uh, warning at the moment. Now, the country's maximum electricity demand is estimated to range from 90.9 to 94.4 gigawatts during the peak of this summer. That would be an eight-year high. Uh, The ceiling is based on the assumption that the average temperature hits 30.2 degrees Celsius during the peak. Uh, The estimated peak summer energy demand came to around uh, just below that in uh, 2020. Mm. Uh, South Korea's energy reserve rate is set to range from 5.1% to 9.1% over the uh, peak period. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the country plans to operate special monitoring on the energy supply from next Monday, in fact, to all the way to uh, September 17th when the weather will start to cool down a little bit. Really? September? So that's how long I have to Hopefully. Anyway. It's July. <laughs> Unless we get another freak year of, you know, September heat wave or something. Uh, all right. But brace yourselves, folks. And yeah. so it's it's consider a fair warning because it's very early on in the summer months too, right? Yeah. And uh, those air conditioning bills, they're going to skyrocket, aren't they? I'm very worried. That- <laughs> One incentive for us I, to use less of I it. I hate summer. Like I, ah, I detest the peak summer a, season. Particularly summer in Korea. It yeah. does get humid and kind of sticky. Yeah. I, yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Adam. Yeah. So I need that air conditioner, but it's too expensive. All right. We all have our own set of problems, don't yeah. we? Onto our fourth keyword of the day. Tax fraud. 
A New York grand jury has indicted the Trump Organization and its chief financial officer with tax-related crimes. What's the latest? Yes, they are suspected of a 15-year scheme, an, op- um, an orchestra- uh, orchestrated scheme, as mm. the grand jury put it, to compensate top ex- executive... executive uh, Friday. Executives. I can speak. <laughs> a former president, Donald Trump's company, uh, off the books, according mm-hmm. to them, and help them avoid paying taxes. Tax has always been kind of a connotation that came with Donald Trump, even before bit. and during his uh, uh, presidency. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Trump organization pleaded not guilty to charges that included tax fraud and falsifying business records. Uh, the chief financial officer, Alan Weiselberg, pleaded not guilty as well to grand larceny and tax fraud charges, among others. Uh, after prosecutors accused him of personally avoiding taxes on $1.7 million of mm. his income. Now, in a statement issued after the arraignment, law- lawyers for the Trump organization called the case inappropriate and unjustified, saying the case should be resolved by civil tax authorities. Mm-hmm. Trump himself, through his uh, uh, public uh, PR company, also criticized the charges as partisan. The defenders are expected Thursday to appear in court where the charges will be disclosed to the public. So we'll have to see what comes out. All right. Hold on to your hats, Mm. folks. On to our fifth keyword of the day. Record wildfire season. All right. So we're continuing to see peculiarities Mm. across the world. As a record-breaking heat wave and wildfires are expected along the U.S. West Coast, President Joe Biden has addressed the concerns, promising more support, probably financial aid. What did he say? Mm. Yes, President Joe Biden on Wednesday, he hosted a virtual meeting with the Western governors in particular to discuss the drought and heat waves that have been happening Mm. uh, across the U.S. Now, the meeting comes as a devastating heat wave grips the Pacific Northwest, leaving Mm. thousands of people without power. Mm. Uh, and while most of the U.S. West uh, grapples with the worst drought in the last two decades. There is an awful water shortage. I just read in a headline in the New York Times that these uh, rice farmers converted their farmland into a sunflower, uh, Uh a bed of sunflowers, essentially, because apparently that it costs less water. Wow. And so, I mean, yeah, it's, wow. this is people's livelihoods being directly affected by the drought. And yeah. the problem is the state of California was not ready for it. Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, it's. I know I know that it's a very dry area, but right, um, right. Uh, uh, President Joe Biden and a lot of uh, yeah experts are blaming climate change. And Biden did the same with this right, case. Right, right, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think the U.S. and the rest of the world actually aren't really prepared for these mm. kind of sudden changes in the climate. And uh, so I think that's why this meeting was held. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the conditions have already triggered wildfires in California, Nevada and Washington uh, mm. early in the season as well. Um, Biden pledged uh, to devote more federal resources to combat these wildfires that Mm. always plague, uh, especially the state of California every Mm. year. Uh, He also vowed to expand the firefighting workforce, uh, providing better pay, uh, increasing it to $15 an hour Mm. um, and bonuses to recruit and retain skilled personnel. He also wants to bring more helicopters and air tankers into the nation's firefighting fleet and to harness satellite technology for early detection of wildfires. Now, Mm. that is uh, probably the most important, in my opinion, Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. the earlier you detect a wildfire, the quicker and cheaper and safer it is to To put it out. yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, he emphasized the role of global climate change, uh, as I said, in promoting the hot, dry, windy weather uh, that has set the stage for big, intense fires like the ones that tore through the West Coast uh, last year and every year, for that matter. And even now, Canada. Right. I mean, would you ever imagine that Canada would have to suffer that kind of... 40 to 50 degrees. That's That's crazy. Right. And I mean, what can we do at this point? I I mean, it seems like government interference is absolutely necessary. 
Oh, man. I mean, the problem with wildfires is that, yes, you know, mm. this the state of California has always been prone to wildfires, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, stronger and it lasts longer every year. And yeah. that's abnormal. Right? Exactly. They're record breaking every right, year. Right. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it there for now. On to our last keyword of the day. ICBM expansion. Turn to China now. The country is reportedly building more than 100 new missile silos in the desert, a move that could put the U.S. and other Western nations on edge. So what's the latest? Yeah, the news was first reported by the Washington Post, which cited an analysis of satellite imagery from Planet Labs. Now, it identified 119 apparent intercontinental ballistic missile silos under construction near Yumen in Gansu province. Uh, The researchers also identified the construction of a possible control center as well. Uh, The report follows one published in February, which actually observed that China was constructing a number of additional ballistic missile silos in parts of central China. Uh, The latest report said that a total of 145 silos could be under construction if Mm -hmm. that satellite imagery turned out to be true. Uh, The belief is that China is expanding its nuclear forces to defend against U.S. attacks or preemptive attacks. That said, it is unclear whether China intends to fill all of the silos with nuclear missiles. Mm. It could be uh, something that's known as a shell game, uh, which kind of keeps the enemy guessing. It's something, a tactic that the U.S. used during the Cold War. They'll have these empty... It's like putting uh, no ammunition in a gun, basically. Right, but just having yeah. lots of supply of it to right. seem yeah. like they have more. Exactly, yeah. Uh, because the China has way fewer uh, nuclear um, weaponry than mm. the US and Russia. So it could be a move to make it seem as if they have more now. All right. Thank you, Adam, so much for a week's worth of coverage. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for you to go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a Friday. I totally understand. Have a great week, and I'll see you next you week. You too. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.